For the first time in more than two decades, the race for Illinois Secretary of State will not feature incumbent Jesse White on the ballot. The race is proving to be quite competitive, with four Democrats and two Republicans vying for the coveted spot. The Secretary of State's office is the largest Secretary of State's office in the United States. We impact more people's lives on an everyday basis than any other office in state government. The people of Illinois deserve good government and leaders they can trust. It's not about me. It's about what I represent, and that's why I'm in this race. Everybody, it's important that this seat remain a servant seat and not go back to being a political seat. This is a constitutional office that touches more lives on a daily basis of Illinois residents than any other. Illinois voters will nominate candidates to fill this position on Tuesday in the primary election. Joining us now to give us the rundown on this race, WTTW political correspondent Amanda Vinicky. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Mary. Great to be with you. Great to be with you and with Paris Schutz, WTTW political correspondent and co-anchor of Chicago Tonight. Paris, nice to have you. Nice to talk to you, Mary, and to you, Amanda. (laughs) Um, So you both moderated a candidate forum for the Secretary of State's race. Paris, first, can you remind us what the Secretary of State does and why voters should be paying attention to this primary? Well, you heard the clip there. It probably is the state agency that has the most day-to-day interaction with the most amount of Illinois residents. So we all know the Secretary of State's office probably when we go into the driver services facility to renew our driver's license or to get our auto title uh, and uh, registration. You also get automatically registered to vote now uh, when, when you get your driver's license. So so there's that. Uh, and then uh, but the Secretary of State's office is, is a lot larger than that. It manages something like 4000 employees. It's uh, it's where all businesses in Illinois uh, have to register. So they're the repository of all the registration information for every business, LLC, what have you in the state of Illinois. Uh, and then it also uh, it manages all the lobbyists and uh, ethics uh, materials for the state of Illinois. So every lobbyist that registers to lobby state government has to register uh, with uh, the secretary of state's office. So it, it does all these kind of different functions. It doesn't do what it what the office does in other states, manage statewide elections. OK, um, that's left to uh, other agencies. But uh, but it does all these other functions. So, Amanda, can you tell us who is on the ballot for this job that has so much personal interaction with most people in Illinois? Yeah, so we do have a lot of people on the ballot, and that's because, as you noted, Jesse White is leaving. You really hadn't seen much competition at all because he's the top vote-getter, has consistently been popular no matter what party you're in. Most people seem to really like Jesse White, and so there wasn't competition. Now you had a lot of folks trying to grasp this opportunity of an open seat. On the Republican side, there's actually, however, just two candidates. You have uh, State Representative Dan Brady, who has been in Springfield for some years now, will no longer be returning if he's on the ballot for Secretary of State, can't be for another turn of the General Assembly. And then John Milheiser. Right now, he's a teacher, but he actually had been elected as the local state's attorney in Sangamon County, so that's where Springfield is. But And then he had also served up, up until uh, 2021 for a stretch as the federal prosecutor for the Central District of Illinois U.S. attorney. So that's what we've got on the Republican side. Democrat side, there's a competition between four people. So you have Chicago Alderman David Moore. There's also somebody else named Sidney Moore. David Moore's campaign isn't too thrilled about that. Sidney mm. Moore hasn't been particularly active and doesn't have a whole lot of money to put in this race. He leaves a nonprofit. And then 
the two with the most money are Anna Valencia, who, of course, is Chicago City Clerk, and then Alexi Janulius, who has already served statewide in Illinois. He was state treasurer, lost that post after he went on to try to take former uh, the former seat of Barack Obama, the former U.S. Senate seat, that is. He was the Democratic nominee, but lost in the general election to former U.S. Senator Mark Kirk. And there's another Jesse White on the ballot in November? Oh, yeah. There's a Libertarian candidate as well, Mary. Glad you brought that up. <laughs> another Jesse White. So we're, we'll be watching um, how much voters will be paying attention to that. It certainly seems like if you see a name like Jesse White on the ballot, as I indicated, he is oh so popular um, in Illinois, that that could it bring a libertarian into office well we'll see it is a popular name a that said um, perhaps voters will be paying attention and are going to be more party focused um there's a long way away but right, he has no right. competition He'll get the nomination from the Libertarians. Right. So, Paris, the Democratic primary race is pretty heated. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that? It really is. And I was going to say, if that Libertarian Jesse White also has a tumbling group uh, that they lead, (laughs) that would really be something. Um, But, yeah, on the Democratic side, Amanda mentioned um, uh, two uh, two of the candidates, uh, Valencia and Janulius. I mean, they have kind of lapped the field with their fundraising. Janulius, over $4 million. Valencia, $1 million. Uh, Janulius has gotten lots of endorsements from Labor. Uh, Valencia has gotten uh, endorsements from Governor Pritzker and the outgoing Secretary of State uh, Jesse White. And then uh, uh, Alderman David Moore has uh, has gotten his own slate of endorsements as well, but he's kind of lagging uh, in, in, in the fundraising there. Uh, but really, the attack ads have been focused on Valencia and Janulius, and I, I know we'll probably get into some of the issues uh, that, that they've had to sort of face down. Uh, Amanda, a Republican hasn't held the seat since Jesse White's six terms in office. Was the last one George Ryan? Is that correct? That is correct. That so, was the last time a Republican was Secretary of State. Right. And then he went on to become governor and then got in trouble as governor. Um, what do the polls say about a Republican now taking over this seat? You know, I actually haven't seen any polls per se on that and anything that we would look at from prior election. Again, White was there, so that doesn't quite hold up. We can certainly look at the lack of success that Republicans have had statewide uh, in this past election to say that it is going to be, I think, an uphill battle for Republicans. Nonetheless, uh, it boasts, as you have indicated already, Valencia and Janulius have a little bit of baggage. And so I think the GOP truly hopes that they have an opportunity, should either Valencia or Janulius capture the Democratic nomination, maybe they could make some inroads there. It could be more difficult. News just uh, this morning that Ken Griffin, who, of course, has been Illinois' richest resident, will is no longer an Illinois resident, moving both himself and Citadel to Florida, which means that while Griffin had been propping up uh, gubernatorial candidate Richard Irvin and the rest of the slate, it sure seems like he has dropped out of funding the, the party and leaving Illinois. So that could present a fundraising challenge for whatever Republican makes it through. And Griffin has taken sides in the Republican primary for Secretary of State, hasn't he? So he did, yes. So John Milheiser is part of this 
slate of Republicans. And you do see that he has received some funding, really passed through from some some money from Griffin, but most of it passed through from Richard Irvin, to whom uh, got, who got most of the Irvin cash. But um, so I'm, I'm not sure that I would say necessarily it's an endorsement, but. Eh. If money talks, as the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that it does, then yeah. that's where you could judge that. This is Reset. I'm Mary Dixon in for Sasha Ann Simons on WBEZ. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with WTTW's Amanda Vinicky and Paris Schutz about the race for Illinois Secretary of State and how it's shaping up ahead of next Tuesday's primary. Um, Paris, you referred a little bit to the ethics questions being uh, traded between Democrats Anna Valencia, the Chicago City clerk, and Alexi Janulius, who's also on the Democratic ticket. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. Well, with Janulius, and, and these were some uh, ethics questions he had to face when he ran for uh, senator uh, in 2010 against Mark Kirk, but he was the uh, vice president and uh, head of uh, head loan officer for his family bank, Broadway Bank, uh, that went under in the Great Recession. And he got a lot of grief for some of the folks uh, that that bank allegedly lent to, alleged mobsters. So he had to face that down. He's had to face some of that down again in this campaign. And then when he was state treasurer, um, you know, the treasurer's office manages the Bright Start Fund for uh, for Illinoisans who want to invest uh, tax free uh, for their kids college education. But uh, there was some risky um, uh, bets made by the person he chose to manage uh, that fund. They lost one hundred fifty some million dollars. He was able to recover about half of that back. But that's something uh, that's dogged him. And then with Valencia, uh, what's really dogged uh, her uh, the are the revelations of her husband's lobbying business. Now, her husband, Riyad Cosme, is a lobbyist for the city of Chicago. There are a bunch of emails where uh, Valencia is referring to him or talking to him. Uh, there, there's a number of things that have been brought up. I'll, I'll just bring up one project here that WCIA downstate reported on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was when uh, her husband's, uh, a company that her husband is a partner in, Ignite Cities, uh, was going for a contract for a project in the Illinois Medical District. Uh, long story short, it would have netted that company about $15 million. Emails uh, WCIA found uh, show that uh, Valencia was pretty active in promoting that project um, with city officials. So, But the project never really came to fruition. Anyway, she's basically <laughs> acknowledged growing pain, saying, okay, she didn't, she didn't really fill out uh, – she, she didn't reveal all this on her economic disclosure statement that her husband's lobbying business. He also lobbies for Monterey Security, which is a very politically clouded uh, security firm in the city of Chicago. She didn't disclose all of that. She said she didn't do a good enough job maybe sort of separating, you know, in emails, her, her personal life and her professional life. She says she's kind of learned her lesson. But she says she's also kind of spun this around saying, you know, you know, I'm not the first woman who's had accusations of her husband speaking for her. And she said, you know, her husband's business never dictated the decisions that she made um, as city clerk. So um, all of the candidates, I think, have talked about modernizing the secretary of state's office. Um, Amanda, can you tell us a little bit about that and also what other goals the candidates are bringing up in these primary races? Yeah, you know, um, it's been interesting to watch Jesse White. Let me just quickly add here, by the way, because um, while Valencia has gotten the endorsement of Jesse White, it is interesting to me that we don't have any commercials with him in it, particularly Mm -hmm. as this is set to be a a close race, one where perhaps um, she's at least behind in terms of the fundraising. With all those endorsements, that could 
potentially help her, and we haven't seen it. Um, nor have really, really seen a lot of commercials talking about modernization of the office, and that is something that I think people, residents of Illinois, by the way, all of us consumers, as we noted at the top, everybody has to interact with the Secretary of State's office in some capacity or another, would probably be looking for. Um, the Secretary of State's website just this year or Maybe it, maybe we've gone over the year mark, transferred from Cyber Drive or something other to Illinois Secretary of State. I mean, it, there really are a lot of opportunities for modernization. Some of that has happened recently with the ability to make appointments. But you talk to any of the candidates and they say that there is a lot left to do. They differ some on how that works how that would happen, what that would look like. Certainly, the website can be redone, making it more user-friendly and streamlined. Can you make things quicker at um, when you have to go to a driver services facility? There is talk, for example, uh, you have uh, Dan Brady talking about the notion of maybe having sort of mini DMVs at community colleges because they're all over the state about cross-training of employees. Uh, Millheiser, again, talking really about more more focused on the website and making sure that that's easier to read. There's some question about the digitization of driver's licenses. So compare this to the digital boarding pass that perhaps you might use in order to fly on a plane these days instead sure. of a paper boarding pass. Sure. So, Democrats so have seemed to back that. Both Brady and Millheiser are seemingly more resident. They said they want to look into it, but they're, they're not on board yet with perhaps some security concerns. Okay. So we've been talking with WTTW's Amanda Vinicky and Paris Schutz. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.